Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Black Voice. This is Francesca, and today I want to talk about a book that I mentioned a couple episodes ago um, that I finished now. (laughs) Um, Actually, I finished it a while ago, but I'm just talking about it now. It's called You Are Your Best Thing by Tarana Burke and Brene Brown. And I mentioned it briefly but before, but I'll mention it properly now. Um, an amazing, beautiful, powerful book that takes different accounts from different famous Black people in America. Um, it's actually a kind of copy-ish of this book, um, a UK version, I guess, called Black Joy um, that I'm reading right now, but I'll talk about that one another time. Um, but yeah, so focusing on you are your best thing. This book is more about different experiences from different um, famous people, black people in America, talking about vulnerability, shame, different life experiences that they've had, but keeping with that theme of vulnerability and shame, something that Brene Brown is an expert on. Um, and I wanted to specifically talk about a certain chapter in the book of where a person, I can't remember the name of the person who wrote this specific chapter, because each chapter is written by a different person. But in this chapter, the person was talking about the three different defences, I guess, or coping mechanisms that black people tend to use in order to adjust to society. Um, And I'm guessing they were specifically talking about black Americans, but I definitely could relate to it as a black British person um so the three categories that they referred to were assimilation so assimilating um hide and defense so defensiveness so this was specifically talking about how black people adjust to a dominant white society so the these are the three options as to how we really fit into the world and I relate to each of these examples. So with assimilation, assimilating, that is a way in which black people feel that they have to adjust their characteristics, their behaviors in order to fit into their wider society. So this, I specifically think about assimilating when thinking about work actually. So in different work settings where I am a minority, so I am the only black person in the room or one of the only few black person or people of color in the room. And then I feel like I have to mute myself or edit myself or adjust my behaviors or the way that I talk or how much I talk or how little I talk or how I move around the room just to kind of mold myself to mimic a lot of the other people in the room who are most likely majority white and feeling like I can't bring my full black self into the room because they would either label me as too aggressive or too ghetto or too whatever their stereotype around black people is so that's what I was thinking about in terms of assimilation changing editing myself in order to try to fit in and that's really a survival strategy I've only learned that now but it's a survival strategy it's something that a lot of black people people have had to do for our entire lives adjusting into society but it really is a point of survival because especially when it comes to work settings you need to be able to fit in in order to keep the job and if you don't then 
financial circumstances become more difficult and then that's where it becomes a survival circumstance because if you don't have a job then you can't eat um but it's also of course goes even further back to that in terms of terms of slavery where we needed to be able to not argue against slave masters otherwise it'll be a risk of death so it's literally been drained droned drained was the word like hammered into us to be able to edit ourselves in order to survive so that was one of the categories that the person mentioned the other one was hide which is kind of similar like staying quiet I guess this was more focusing on staying quiet and hiding and not trying not to be seen um so I guess assimilate was you are being seen but you're trying to mold, fit into the mold so kind of in a way you are hiding amongst the rest but hiding the category of hiding specifically is doing your best to try to not be seen so I think that's just more staying quiet like in meetings or in friendship circles just not really talking that much because you don't feel like your whole black self will be accepted by your group so just staying quiet and just not really wanting to be seen and then the other category was defensive so that's um more so being ready and armed to challenge anyone who is microaggressing. So doing, uh, how do you say doing? Like is saying something that isn't a microaggression. So commenting on hair, which is a really common thing for black women to experience or any microaggression that involves something. So microaggressions are (laughs) mini aggressions, but they're really painful. Their comments that are made about our hair, the way we talk, the way we eat or something. Like if someone says something about the food that we bring into work, saying, oh, that's very ethnic, exotic food that you have for lunch today. Like that's, again, a microaggression because there's any judgment that's made on us based on our race um, or culture. Microaggressions can be applied to sexism as well and other categories of stereotyping or judgment based on how someone identifies but um, the experience of it is like an aggression, an experience of an attack. Um, but yeah, so defensive strategy uh, category is when we're always alert to those microaggressions and just ready to attack and fight back to stand up for ourselves and be defensive. And I've also been in that mode as well, but that mode you have to be very careful with because of course, if you were to be defensive all of the time, that makes it really hard to be able to either keep a job or to be able to make friends or to be able to be accepted in society if you're always deemed as defensive. So I was just interested in how this person broke things down into these three different categories because I definitely relate to each of them and I've switched between each of them, but all of them are in a way bringing a lot of pain like either to ourselves or we're just experiencing a lot of pain because it's all involving some level of suppression or like attack and it's exhausting to try to be attacking all the time or suppressing yourself all the time because your whole self is never really allowed to exist fully and that's what this person was trying to say they're saying the other category is for us to learn how to embrace our full self in these different scenarios so work settings and friendship groups social settings but bringing our whole black self and being proud of it and of course there are safer spaces than others sometimes there are social events where 
there are more black people and it's a lot more safer to embody yourself or there are just more people who are not racist and not judgmental and not critical of who you are because of your skin color where it feels so safe to be your full self so those spaces it'll be easy to bring your whole hard self but there are some spaces where it's more difficult but the book was really trying to hammer in that it's so important to exist fully to find your spaces where you do feel able to be your full self and to try to bring your full self in even the difficult places too because it's so rewarding to be able to really just go out into the world and not have to put on a mask and just to be like I'm here and I'm not going anywhere and I just thought that was so empowering to read of course I just summarized it really quickly but reading it that part of the book was really empowering and important to see I just think that that's an important message to carry regardless of race but importantly to do with race as well for anyone to exist fully as their true self because I did do an episode a couple like months back I'm sure about true self and false self and how empowering it is to just know that you are safe enough to be your full self and you'll still be loved and accepted for it and that's a huge thing that I feel like a lot of black people think about on a regular basis. I think this applies to a lot of people, regardless of race, but I'm specifically going to focus on race right now because I'm talking about that book, You Are Your Best Thing, which is all about the black experience. Um, I just thought that this was so relevant and so relatable and so important. And it's a shame that we've had to move between the three different categories, which are a lot more harmful and I'm hoping that things will become easier for us to move into a space where it's free. We feel free to be able to exist fully and safely as our wholehearted selves. But I thought this was a really important aspect to focus on in the book. Um, I wanted to bring that up. I know I'd said I'd actually mentioned the other book in another episode, but I have a lot of time left on this episode so far. So that was You Are Your Best Thing by Tarana Burke and Brene Brown. I deeply recommend that. It has really important, powerful messages about the Black experience. The book that I'm reading right now is called Black Joy. That is by, oh, see, I didn't plan to talk about that until last minute. The authors, I know it's just called Black Joy, which is really good to know. Let me actually Google right now, as I like to do, Black Joy book. Um, I know that it's by someone, one of the people from Galdem organization Gardam is an organization that I think they do they do blogs and journal articles about the experiences of um women of color in the UK and non-binary people in the UK the experiences of different types of prejudices so it Black Joy is by Charlie Brinkhurst Calf I think I don't know if I said that right and various other authors um so charlie is the one that's part of galdem but um the other authors are different again famous people but in the uk so I've, that's why i felt like this is like the uk version of the book that i just mentioned the you are your best thing whereas i feel like the black joy one is a lot more um the other one was quite hard and heavy to read because it's a lot more sad but Black Joy, of course, because given the name Joy, it's a lot of more of a focus of different UK people's experiences of feeling joyful and loved and safe. I think that's a really important book to read as well. I'm about halfway through, but that's a really nice way to really see blackness represented in a really positive way. I feel like a lot of films, um, there are a lot of harsher films representing the black experience, like slavery films and just 
um, violent films or angry films or sad films that show black people just experiencing a really difficult time, which is true, true to the reality of what a lot of people experience. But it'll be nice to see a lot more happy experiences too. And I feel like this book is a really powerful way of representing the amount of joy that we can experience and the ways in which we are able to experience that as black people in the UK. So, so far it's talked about um, feeling safe enough to exist fully at work because someone has formed a really good black best friend and that was by Munya the really funny person on Instagram and other social media platforms was talking about his experiencing experience of enjoying work a lot more once he was able to feel safe in his relationship with his colleague who was another black male and there's other people who are writing about their accounts of starting to feel safe and joyful because they had support from their wider community and I think that, that and they felt represented as well it's such a powerful book and so important to read and I think that's a loving that's ni- that's a nice transition of um thinking about how we can start as black people to exist more as our full self by feeling safe by receiving support from our community and our friends and family to feel able to bring our full selves because we feel supported and safe and that's how we then access joy by not being able to access joy and staying in those three different categories that I mentioned before then we're really in a suppressive state and not being able to exist fully so I just think those two books are really important to read I have not finished the second one but I almost have I'm halfway through but I just thought both of them have really good points of how diverse the black experience can be and how there's so much hope as to how we can continue to try to foster a lot more healing within our community and within ourselves by finding ways to access more joy and bringing our full selves to every part of the human experience. So um, I hope you found that interesting. I really hope you'll check out those books. I love reading and those books are amazing books to read. So I highly recommend them. Um, They are available on Amazon and probably other places too, but definitely get them. So thank you for listening. I hope you found that interesting and relatable as well. And I'll be back with another episode very soon. Bye. Hi, and welcome to a Black Voice podcast. I'm Francesca, and in this space, I will be discussing a range of topics to do with emotional well-being, self-empowerment, self-care, and mental health, as well as delving into societal issues on race, sexuality, gender identity, and more. I'm happy to talk more about what I share in each episode with you. If you ever want to reach out to me through my IG page, that's Instagram page, at a black voice. So that's spelled A-B-L-A, full stop, C-K, voice. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy.